Attention, people of Wales. The Senate has fallen. This is your new overlord, Commandant Evans. I repeat, the Senate is ours. Rickford has fallen. Downstairs. Live report. We're walking through the Senate. The detritus of the old failed Welsh state. I'm in Ken Skate's office. It's just a ball pool and a bunch of, a bunch of toy trains. Plans for an arc. There's also plans for an arc. Uh, it appears Ken Skate's spent £10 million of public money but getting an arc built for this eventuality. He spent £10 million worth of Welsh money on Lego to build an arc. <laughs> Walking into Neil McAvoy's office. <laughs> Just a big list. People who have wronged me. <laughs> Walking into Mark Drickford's office. There's some lettuce. Some just, loads of, <laughs> just loads of hay. A really hot, a really, really it's hot lamb. Hay and lettuce <laughs> and bits of cabbage. <laughs> and it's pitch black. Yeah, it's just uh, loads of boxes. <laughs> Why does the first minister live in a car foot box? The kiddie's swimming pool. Yeah, there's, a, there's like um, one of those bottles of water with a long funnel <laughs> coming out of it. And this, um, instead of, uh, instead of glass, he's got like this wire mesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to Desolation Radio. It's me, your host. Live from the Senate. Live from the Senate, your host, your leader, People's Commissioner, Dan Evans. I'm joined by the boy Best Nathan Comrade Cush. Comrade Cush. Yeah, spe- special advisor Smith. Like, it actually is quite a sinister t- sounding uh, role, isn't it? When you think about it, special special advisor Smith. Yes. Um, yeah, we're coming in, pandemic podcast. We're Skyping because obviously we can't meet in person. We're being we're responsible. We're from the same room. We hope you're all okay and you're being responsible and looking after one another. Um, what's happened is what's unfolding. Yeah. Sorry, what has happened actually? I mean, <laughs> I've been, I've been out like clubbing a lot <coughs> lately. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I've had to. Oh, it's boiling today, isn't it? It's really hot. Like, oh, but well, like, we jo- well, we joke with this. You joke. This is actually joking. far away from what happened yesterday when Nate was like not really interested in this coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus stuff. It's, it's been weird <laughs> for me because I've been quite. Well, I made a conscious decision to stop following because just doing my head in straight away. And then two weeks later, I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah, it is annoying a pandemic, isn't it? Like a yeah. massive public house. It's boring. That's the worst um, bit of it, in my opinion. We should have actually said earlier, um, you know, you two could offer your services as people who are very used to spending, you know, time sitting in your house in a darkened room. Um, you know, not socialising. Um, you could have. You, I think you're quite well placed, both of you. Not me, both of you. To, no, um, you say that to joke. Advise, to I, gen- I generally haven't been affected yet. Like, yeah, this is like Nathan's life. Yeah, no, this I, is. I, I, I think it's like I'm having a great day. Yeah, but, okay. but it actually, no matter what the crisis is, it does appear that the people of Wales have totally ignored the fact that anything is happening and they're just living like it's a bank holiday weekend. Kieran, it's split spirit. You know, you, you just can't get it down. If if there's a crisis, you just got to all pull together, people go into a big group, yeah. you're walking so, everywhere. You've got to watch the rugby, to be honest. Forget we've about said, it. Well, we've said, haven't we, like, um, you know, Wales is, I mean, I've said to everyone, anyone who will listen for like as long as I've 
been alive that Wales is like a uniquely stupid, like mad country, and now it's kind of like, oh yeah, the world's like, oh yeah, you were right. Um, but anyway, at what at least we've been validated throughout this. I mean, that's what. <laughs> That's what's what's unfolding right now. <laughs> what's unfolding uh, at the moment is an unprecedented um, human uh, catastrophe, basically. Um, what's happened in the UK, like, I mean, I've been reading angles and stuff on lockdown, but I, I do really think it is tantamount to what he called social murder. The fact that the UK government completely ignored World Health Organization uh, recommendations, the fact that the UK has embarked on this reckless policy of herd immunity well the, yeah the fact that the, the the british government have completely ignored what's happening in every other country that's been badly hit and that you know the exponential rises in cases and deaths in italy and iran and china at first before the lockdown were completely ignored i will say as well as with the herd immunity herd immunity is when the group is so you know uh, immunitized that it doesn't matter if some people get sick it's not a case of just yeah, and everyone's sick until they build up resistance. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the very concept of herd immunity, i.e., uh, let uh, let everyone get it, isn't what herd immunity is. But all, and also herd that's immunity. That's Darwinism. Is, yeah, and as I said, herd immunity is also uh, predicated on the idea of there being um, a treatment for it. Uh, and obviously, that's not the case at the moment. And like, so you know, anyone with a with a, a fucking brain cell from the very beginning was like, whoa, hold on, what's going on? Um, why aren't they acting? What, what, um, what, what is this? Has just, there's recently been this investigative piece by the Sunday Times published today, which sort of vindicates what most of us thought, that this is Dominic Cummins, a mad fucking eugenicist, was basically in this meeting and said, so what if some pensioners die? Like, let's just protect the economy and just let it, let it like rip through the population. And that's actually what's happened because they haven't instituted testing and tracing at all. And like any other country, we now have no idea what the true number of cases is. So the stuff that we're seeing, like the death count, the amount of people infected with it, that's the tip of the iceberg because... It's, it's rising at exactly the same rate that it did in Italy two weeks ago, like a r- roughly 30, 40% rise in deaths every day. Like, uh, and it can only... It's, it, I think it's it's criminal. It is criminal that they knew that that was happening over a week ago. Well, more than more than a week ago. No, January. Jan, January. January is when the science from the Sage Advisory Group was published. That like, oh, if you go down this route, potentially, what do they say? Like two hundred fifty thousand people, like best case, would die. Um, and the fact that they've just gone, oh yeah, okay, like that's an acceptable price to pay. Um, to be honest. So, I mean, in terms of like Dominic Cummings, a short sight in him just being reckless about pensioners dying, considering that's their support base, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and and um and the other mad thing is that like in the Financial Times the other day, people were like, why isn't London locked down? And Johnson and Cummings have like openly said, oh well, you know, we don't want to affect the stock market, we don't want to like panic investors, and it's just like all this is just in the open. The fact you know uh, and. What's happening really is the logical culmination of, you know, hiring like evil neoliberal like eugenicists of like voting in the conservatives, um, and the fact that you know the NHS the NHS has been on its ass for like a decade, so it's like we're in the worst possible situation because you you know you you be you'd be struggling to fight this with the world's best health systems. You know, Wales has got three point two ICU beds 
per hundred thousand of the population. It's like one of the lowest in the developing yeah. world. Like, you know, isn't like, that Italy's um, capacity as well? Pardon? Isn't that about roughly half of Italy's capacity? Yeah, well, the UK is half of Italy's capacity, and Wales is has at least in the UK. You so, are both forgetting that the NHS is far superior than Italy's healthcare service. Well, I mean, uh, in terms is, of because it's British, like you well, know. This, well, we'll talk about this like mad nationalist like death drive at the end, but like, um, it's just you know, it, it, trying to imagine a, it's just a perfect storm, isn't it? Of like everything that is awful is sort of happening. Yeah. Um, Neoliberalism, British exceptionalism, I think yeah. has played a massive role. Um, stupidity. General public stupidity and individualism, yeah. But I mean, but I mean like, what, what, is, what is so upsetting is the fact that, um, you know, not, 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 well, it's not just like the herd immunity stuff, but um, like Aditya, Aditya's article was phenomenal, I thought. He said, you know, there are obvious measures you need to take now, like to ameliorate this, to mitigate it, um, like drastic lockdown measures to suppress, you know, to flatten the curve um, and to give the NHS a fighting chance. And he said, like, the, the people who are in charge of the government are such committed neoliberal and disaster capitalists that, like, they can't even conceive of, like, state intervention of any of any sort you know they just can't even conceive of it of, of doing it um because they're so used to like slashing burning deregulating and allowing the free market to like you know solve everything um i think that's what's kind of interesting about what's happening now is you're just really going to come to see the limits of like uh this political economy and you know straight away be like you know from 2012 you had austerity measures and then as soon as there's like a crisis, not like a massive, you know, well, it is a big crisis, but not in the sense that, you know, like nuclear warfare or anything. But it's not far off, mate. Well, yeah. no, but I mean, in it's terms just, of just like state apparatus be just being destroyed. And it's not happening. No, but I mean, in terms of like, you see the limits of it straight away. It's it's not like going to a war with another country where you you definitely like couldn't leave stuff to a free market. No, I, but, I, yeah. A cap, cap, it's, it's exposing the fact that capitalism is not like it administratively equipped to be able to respond quickly to a crisis like this, because inevitably the, the way that neoliberal capitalism plays out is that businesses and individuals feel like they, they're, they're rational, free-thinking entities that can do whatever they want and, and whatever they do will have no wider impact. And so there's just not the... Uh, uh, you know the, the nature of the small the small nature of the state in this country is such that you you know you can't quickly react and impose um, new conditions in the way that China did and China have managed to you know squash the curve haven't they but I mean I think over the next couple of weeks we're going to see the cases skyrocket basically it's going to be devastating well I mean Hancock has said the other day you know he's just like put the call out like oh please make ventilators. And like even, you know, like it's hard you know, for me, it's always been difficult, like the concept of capitalism, the hands off way of doing government, especially that we see in like the UK and, and Wales in particular, because like if you grow up reading about the Soviet Union as like your first, you know, as part of your political awakening, it's like if we want something done for the good of the people, we've got to work as state. So we just go, right, well, we've, we've taken over your business, like we're doing it now, like this is tough shit. And if you... And if you moan about it, we're going to kill you. And that's, well, and that's good. That's no, really good. And then he's, no, he's, just let the, he's asking them, oh, can you, 
do you mind uh, making us some ventilators? Whereas they should be like actually going in, forcibly requisitioning private business in, arre- arresting CEOs that, you know, uh, put up a fuss and just putting the workforce immediately overnight um, to work. And that's what the People's Republic of China under the communist government has been able to do. But I mean, but Spain isn't communist and they've managed to nationalize um, private health care, right? And pl- private health care provision on the beds. There's no there's no excuse. <laughs> I mean, the only I mean, it's it, and what is we'll talk about this at the end again. But um, what is being so horrific and again and jarring again is, you know, the, the nature of the British media um, and the fact that, like, they literally—I mean, they literally function. It's, it's public relations for the government. Laura Koonsberg and any—if there's any justice in the world, I'm sorry, but she would like just as Cummins and Johnson should be facing serious criminal charges. You know, like um, after this is all over, Koonsberg and Peston and stuff should be facing exactly the same because they're just stenographers for the government and they've just uncritically accepted everything they've been told. They've swallowed it. They haven't asked like. Hey, wait a second. Like you know, the most basic person on Twitter, like when the government announcement first happened, you know, all of us like, you know, all of us like non-experts, were like, whoa, whoa, like back of a fag, fag packet maths. If you let in what x amount of percent of the population get it, that's going to cause like huge amounts of deaths based on the mortality rate in Italy. And we were told not by Johnson and that, but by the government, but by like by the press. Like, oh, loads of experts on Twitter. Like, I think the government knows best. Like, get back in your box. And they've allowed this, like, this disastrous, like, callous strategy to just go unquestioned. Yeah. And have attacked anyone who attacked anyone who's, who's, who's dared fucking question it. And, like, it's just, it's it's so awful. Like, the way, and and, and then, when it start, when the bodies have started piling up now, they're there going, oh, um... Wow, it turns out like cutting the NHS has, has been like I think a bad idea, um, and you could see that, like even now, like it's it's sort of dawning on them that politics isn't like this fucking game of like witty banter in the Commons, you know, where you have like um, it's all parliamentary sketches and like ha ha, you know, the right honourable whatever dickhead said th- this, um, and that's what they think it is, and even now, like you can see them think starting to think like there's this awful woman, I think she's actually Welsh. Alison Pearson, like she writes to the Spectator, like a, an awful, vile, vile Tory woman, um, was like, "Oh, my daughter or whatever has just been laid off, and can't claim universal credit." Like, what happens to people in this situation? I was like, like now that the the negative impact of like the, the policies that they've been like relentlessly cheerleading for over the last decade are like hitting home. It's like, wow, shit, like this sucks. You know, this really sucks to be in this situation. Um, and then they're sort of like, oh, who knew that austerity was bad? And it's like, well, we did. And and they've been attacking. They spent the last however long, like many years, attacking, you know, the person whose main commitment was to save the NHS, you know, Corbyn. And it's just... I know. They're yeah. just the most wretched people ever. Like, yeah. it, it's got to right. be some form of reckoning when this is all over. Like, Yeah, I agree. And uh, you made a good point earlier. And, like, obviously the danger at the moment is that everyone is a fucking expert. And, you know, they're, they're, obviously nobody is really an expert in this. Nobody really knows how things are going to play out. But 
this is why there was such public outrage, uh, you know, the week before last, before Johnson made any significant statement, was that, you know, we may not be experts, but people are able to look at graphs yeah. and see the ways the numbers were rising and to say, well, why, uh, why isn't something being done? And there were the media saying, and, and not just the media in, in London, it has to be said, um, plenty of media bots in Wales were saying the same sorts of things and political Bods well, say, we'll oh, no, we should listen to the experts. Like, well, actually, look at this, look at the statistics. And then, lo and behold, a week later, the science that the supposed science that that was based on was proven to be absolute nonsense. I know. And this is, but and then Koonsberg has li literally wrote an article, you know, and went online and was like, the science has changed. And it's like, no, actually, the science hasn't changed at all. Like, the science hasn't changed. You basically, they basically just got public outcry as made them realize oh shit like actually people aren't happy about like 250 odd thousand people dying um and they've changed it like reluctantly but like the science hasn't changed at all the science was there since january yeah. saying that this is what's going to happen yeah an exponential um, rise sorry yeah and and it's just i don't know i mean i think this might be a good i mean it might be a good time now to talk about um well no i mean thankfully with, got um you know despite the failings of the of the westminster government we've got a progressive socialist radical uh, independent minded government here in wales so radical is, is is radical and it's really looking after our our best interests it's radical um, <laughs> we're radicals in Wales. yeah um i mean for me like drakeford gethin are as culpable as the tories in all of it i mean to be fair to Drakeford, he's only just got out from his uh, his hibernation, isn't he? But it's what, just hit him really hard. Like, but what I find so upsetting, and and for me, what like you know, I I got to be honest, like I lost the plot last week. I was taking like diazepam, everything like this, because um, I think what sent loads of people into panic was like the rugby, you know, the fact that they weren't stopping the rugby, and everyone in the world was like, whoa, 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 like, well, everyone in Wales at first was like what is going on like what you know why are you holding this game and like it kept getting closer and closer to saturday and there's more and more countries around the world and even across the uk like the premier league and everyone was like no we're not holding this we're not holding this not holding this the welsh government like adamant like up until the friday afternoon and even then they didn't take the decision to call off the wru did incidentally the wru yeah. cancelled the game was only after only about half two on Friday, after money had been taken from everyone, so after the tickets, so they took the money. And they left. after all those tourists and Scottish, thousands of Scottish people came down. So that was when I was like, okay, they really like you know. I obviously the whole the whole point of the podcast is to show that the failings of the Welsh Labour government. You know, that's like what we've been trying to do fairly consistently. But it's like, like surely they're not this stupid. Like surely, even you know, they're not going to be. But so bad that they're going to blindly defer to a government of eugenicists and Tories. But no, 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 they are like so. Honestly, well, what was weird as well? They were like, um, oh, you know, it's you'd be worse off in a pub. Like what? As if there's like a clear distinction of standing next to someone in a like a massive uh, stadium compared to standing some next to them in, like a fucking pub. As I mean, Geth like and, and, like and, and Drakeford, as I said, like whatever happens, like. They cannot, I don't know if we'll have elections in 2021, but they cannot, cannot be allowed to rule like Welsh Labour. Like all their awful, horrific political instincts, their innate 
tendency towards deference towards the talk, you know, deference towards Westminster, like blind loyalty. I don't know whether it's because they're just like they're obsessed with the union, um, whether it's because they've been invited to like the big boys chat when the Cobra meetings and they've just had like a pat on the head and they've like loved it, whether they just don't have the capacity and they're terrified, whatever, like the lack of action and lack of independent thought um, is, is, is literally criminal. You know, it's 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 criminal negligence on an industrial scale to have to have the powers at your disposal. Because what's happened now with the belated closures of pubs and stuff, the Welsh government have have admitted that they've had these powers forever. So they just have decided to go along blindly with um, the recommendations of the Johnson government and the herd immunity strategy. Now, I'm not in government, right? But you are. Uh, remember the start of the episode. Oh, We've just sorry, been sorry. over, are we? I'm, not yet. I'm, I'm not. I'm the now government. in government. But you know, you don't even like as you say, you don't have to be an expert. You just have to have a critical fucking, a single critical bone in your body to look at the government strategy and be like, hang on, this doesn't make sense. As an individual, let alone a, an entire government, and let alone a tokenly socialist government, you know. But no, their instinct. Oh, let's just trust the Tories. Let's uh, trust the um, tr- trust the science. Blah blah. It's like think for yourself. Think for yourself about what's going on. Take control. What is honestly? What is the point in them? What is the point in devolution at all? There is no point because when it matters now, we could have done things differently to save people's lives. They've done nothing. So think, though, I would be absolutely delight. I'd be. I'd be delighted if the assembly got abolished. In fact, all that happened, all it's done, is been confusing. It's an extra costly. Layer. If you're not going to do anything differently from the Tories. Why have why why have it? Why exist? It's just an extra costly costly layer of bureaucracy to overpaid, uh, out of their depth idiots in Gethin and Drakeford who have just stood up there and all all that happens, like it's it's, it's so pathetic. Johnson will have some one of his fucking muggy little announcements in 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 London and say, oh, this is what we're going to do now because like you know we fucked up again. Two hours later, Drakeford rocks up on the steps somewhere in Cardiff and goes, oh, Welsh government announcement, and it's literally. The same fucking thing. It's the same thing. It, but he, they just say, oh, it's a Welsh government announcement, and it's just two hours later. Just ab- like abolish it. Either have independence or just abolish it, because it's completely fucking pointless. Um, Dan currently uh, is speaking from Gareth Bennett's office. Yeah, but it's it like... <laughs> but, you know, do, do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, and the worst thing about it as well, and this is why I, I hate them so much, it's the lack of any... Not just the fact that they're idiots, and they are, and the, the, not just the fact... That they're out of their depth and incompetent and cowardly or whatever. It's how venal and like awful they are. Like so coming up to the rugby when everyone everyone's fucking worried. Like, you know, most people in Wales like Wales is a sick population. most people know people with underlying health conditions. You know, you're not you know, that's just a fact of life in Wales, you know. Um everyone's starting to freak out about their old relatives and stuff like this. Um people they know like I you know, I've got asthma, like a lot of my you know, my family have. You know, people are justifiably worried. But what happens? You know, you've got Welsh Labour dickheads like Alan Davis, Harry Thompson, Dawn Bowden, all these fucking cretins going on Twitter and just going, oh, look at the gnats questioning the science. Um, the change from last week. Completely oblivious to the fact that they're just like, they're openly defending like the Tory government and just going along with them um, and calling you, us all idiots for daring to question them. Do you, do you think, though, in a sense, it grants them some immunity by saying, like, you know, um, listen, we're advising you what to do. So when things eventually do do uh, do go tits up, you, you can be like, well, this is what we suggest. You all ignored it. And, you know, instead of being like enforcing things properly like China, 
So, you know, they've got their own ghetto clause in a well, sense. All, it, well, I, I, that's obviously part of it. Like, it, like, they'll do anything other than take responsibility, won't they? That's like, since day one, anything other than take responsibility. So it's just like, if anything goes wrong, maybe they can say no, it's, oh, we were just following, we were just following orders, you know, we're just, um, and it's just, well, but it's, what, but it's, what's, what's funny so- as well is that um, the Cornish Council have done, so far, done more to try to, like, impose restrictions on the public than the Welsh Government has. You're all right. Like, so, let's see what's happened, right? So, so like, Wales is uniquely badly, you know, stands to be uniquely destroyed by this. We've got a sick population. We've got the highest rate of respiratory uh, disease in, in Europe by a mile. We've got, an, you know, like, what's, how many people in Wales, like, under four million, there's like six hundred and fifty plus people in Wales. We will say uh, a time of recording. Uh, time well, recording. This is the twenty second of March, so it it could drastically drop depending <laughs> on when you're listening to this. Yeah, but you know, six hundred over six hundred fifty thousand people in Wales over sixty five. Um, you know, a poor population. You know, the working class are far more susceptible to this. You know, like we've got no ICU beds. And they've just, you know, they've gone along with it. And it's just, it's honestly, I just, I, I cannot, I cannot get my head around it. And and all the limitations of Welsh labour and devolution have shown up. So today, like, en masse, English people have decamped to north, rural North Wales to escape the coronavirus from, like, the cities, which will completely overwhelm, like, completely overwhelm, like, rural hospitals, which are already um, on their last legs. And the Welsh government have said today, like, we don't even, like, we don't, they've just come out and said, we don't know if we've got the powers to do it. So the, the fucking government doesn't know what devolution can and can't do. Like, it's just, it's just absolutely mind, well, mind yeah. Just to, like, clarify what the big issue is with people going out to the, to rural Wales, like, the impact that that's going to have. You know, I think someone put it on t- quite well on Twitter <clears throat> in the sense that it was like, well, if you're, um, you know, if you're staying in a second, your second home in Gwynedd, somewhere in Gwynedd, and you're 45 years old, you're you're a, you're a second homeowner from wherever Cheshire, and you come to Gwynedd, then and you get sick, you're going to have priority over a 60 or 65 year old person who's lived in Gwynedd all their lives. Now, I, I, you know, I don't think it's nationalistic to say that there's something, you know, criminal about that. But I mean, the death drive of Welsh Labour, I wouldn't be surprised if people were. Would be like, uh, I think that's pretty nationalistic to stop people coming to North Wales, you know. Uh, you know, we're going like to stop they're, they're... people coming in from uh, the continent, but yeah, but that's yeah. but that's the thing. Their innate, like, weird, this like death, the death drive that they possess would probably stop them from doing it. Um, and it's just like, oh, but also as well, like the high point, like there's you know of Welsh sort of uh, contributions to the world apart from the NHS, was the My Being Glyndua campaign. And, like, we've lost that, like, energy and radicalism. Like, how can you just see, like, why didn't anyone block the road? Just draw a fucking, like, drive a fucking tractor or, or like, a mound of slurry across the road and just be like, no, you're not coming in. Simple. Well, that, that is part of what's happening. I will say that this crisis is giving um, people in rural Wales a, a really solid opportunity to bring out all those go-home tourist signs that they've had pre-made. Dust them off, like... <laughs> yeah, dust them, dust off the pitchforks. That's the night now. <laughs> so, and like the fact they've got no get out grandpa's matches. But on, honestly, though, the, the one of the most bleak, the bleak things about it is that like you look at, at the Welsh Labour like AMs and stuff, and like their instinct, their instinct, all always is to like kick down, is to punt, is to attack the general public for daring to question them. Um, 
like today even like Lee Waters like oh uh, played play in politics and he's just like you're a fucking dickhead mate like Adam all Adam Price did right was say like you have to act now and like how can you not know what powers you've got to Mark Drake but I think that's a fairly reasonable thing to ask the leader of a country like why don't you know what you can do about it um and it's just that this innate thing of like people who are completely incompetent but like seen as born to rule and deference to the tories absolute hostility to anyone on the left or 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 you know the nats dawn bowden another fucking english blowing a dunce today it was just like oh cyber nats out in force against dane it's like have some humility like you've you've literally just the, the story's broken today like you've just gone along with this psychopath dominic cummins strategy look dan 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 can i stop you i think uh, to be fair I think you're politicising this crisis, mate. Um, yeah, sorry, I really say this, this is, after all, a human crisis, and altogether, you have to bring uh, party politics into this. Oh my god, it's just uh, I, I've just found it like that's the worst. It's, 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 it's I like, think it's... That the numbers, the numbers um, in the UK in the next couple of weeks are going to tell the story. You know, sadly, um, about the mistakes that were made early on. You know. Well, unless, but we're not testing, so we don't know. So you can just say, like, oh, loads of people have died. And, like, I mean, there was a yeah. couple of tweets from A&E doctors who were like, obviously, there's a reason we're not testing because people are presented with horrific symptoms being sent home. Yeah. And they, you know, they were saying, like, if, you know, if you start testing, yeah. then you have to say, you, like, you, you write it off. It like, yeah. like, by not testing, you can say, ah, oh, you know, the numbers are, like, actually quite steady and whatever. Um and like, would would you put it past this government? To be honest, like, if, you, if you look at the the latest graphs and the latest statistics, even if they're not testing people, the the death figure the death figures themselves tell the story because it's matching Italy almost exactly. Um, well, Wales is already outstripping Scotland, Northern Ireland. You know what I mean? We're going to be absolutely fucked by this, and it's just like we're desperately trying to call on the Welsh government. To actually do something, you know, to, to, to just for, for fuck's sake, like just use the powers you've got. And like yeah. the, the cruel irony of all this is that like they spent 20 years bound about their radicalism and like progressive and how they do things differently and stuff. And we've always said that's absolute bullshit. But like now when it actually matters, they've just frozen and like they refuse to do anything. And it's just like, yeah. I, like honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if like here's how they work. They'll introduce a task and finish committee to look at the effects of the coronavirus. Um, they'll then commission a pilot study to be conducted uh, in like a couple of areas across Wales. They'll throw a couple of thousand pounds to like Cardiff University Research Tank to study it. Then um, they'll make an infographic about the findings of the- And then in 2022, um, they'll roll it out like the, the, the new implementation uh, of the anti-coronavirus measures, um, which will then be sort of pulled two years later because it didn't provide any work or something like that um and that's like they're just it's it honestly it's just like ever like even the comms like at no stage has there been any clear communication by the welsh government like of like this is what you need to do up until like i think it's still there now their website like has you click on the welsh government website it's like welcome to welsh government click on and there's like all these tabs and it's like economy agriculture forestry uh culture tourism and then down the bottom it's like coronavirus <laughs> like 
every other fucking country in the world has got like you know you click on the website immediately coronavirus updates click go on there wash your hands don't here's what you do welsh government right now they've got a link to coronavirus updates you click on it it takes you to a massive document then you can click on a word document and it's like what is wrong with you and then like the mark drakeford communications right like the camera's not even straight but no he's just just in the it's just filmed on this it's just filmed on his phone. Someone's filming it on the phone. Like Vaughn Gethin's filming him and then like uploading it. And it's just like this is a government. It's like it's it's like something off a of fucking Chris Morris show. It's just they're so incompetent out of their depth. They just can't do anything right. Like no fair, infographics. To be fair, Adam Price is running a better communications campaign from his living room. <laughs> I know. I mean the thing is we've slagged off Adam Price a lot on this podcast. Um but like I mean I'll say this now, like <laughs> He is twice the man, um, absolutely twice the leader Mark Drakeford is. Mark Drakeford, the worst thing about Mark Drakeford is Mark Drakeford's intelligent. He knows better. You know, he knows all this is wrong. Von Gethin is just a fucking idiot, you know, and a coward. Mark Drakeford is just pathetic. Like, he knows this is wrong, and he's just completely out of his depth. Gutless. Absolute gutless man, like an absolute coward. Um, We've had to push them every step of the way. Closed businesses. And even today, they were like, people aren't taking appropriate social distancing measures. If you don't take the social distancing measures, we'll be forced to use the powers you have. Use it now. Just fucking do it now. Like, it's just this hands-off culture of, like, remember, like, Lee Waters would come back from, um, you know, the fucking government minister. Then he came back from Denmark and was like, wow, incredible cycle lanes in Denmark. I wonder how we could bring that to Wales. (laughs) Government. You're in fucking government. Dan, Dan, Dan. They are actively considering it. So yeah, give them a chance. Okay. That was the thing, wasn't it? We're actively considering stopping people coming to... I mean, uh, it's just... Yeah. But you get the government... You I mean, in some ways, you get the government... You, de- you, you know, in some ways, you do get the government you deserve, I guess. Like in so- um, But this is like the death drive of like Welsh Labour. Everything that's... Um, every I, I... rotten thing that is, is, is wrong with them has now like surfaced in this like this fucking shit sh- absolute shit show and it's just i don't know man i mean what, what like i said earlier like we're like i'm like the guy from the peanut factory in the simpsons you know when the elephant like slams into it you know um you're like this is it people this is the moment we've all been waiting for um you know some of you thought i was mad some of you even defended welsh labor um but like they are like i mean i like i mean i think I think they will get hot if we if the elections do go ahead. They should never be forgiven for this. Um, I, can I jump I, in with a counterpoint? Yeah. I think in terms of maybe with Welsh Labour, I think in some instances, depending on how the virus and the crisis plays out, it may just be like almost Bolster Johnson and give him like that kind of wartime prime minister type thing. Because depending on how many casualties, you know, will result, no, sorry, will reflect the severity and depending on how it's all spun, he'll be seen as like the figurehead um, who kind of like, you know, steered his way through everything, I, unless I, like half the population dies. I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is going to lift the mask on it. I mean, I mean, it, for a start, every healthcare worker in the country is going to be so angry and exhausted uh, at the end of this that I don't think many of them are going to be supporters of Tory austerity. <laughs> Um, and as well as all the precarious workers that are keeping the uh, keeping the country running over the next few months, you know, yeah, all the unskilled unskilled jobs. But yeah, in terms of like what I've seen on social media, jobs, yeah. oh sorry, you know, the, to be fair, these are the people who are going to be keeping the, keeping things running, and um, you know, they they 
this will hopefully hopefully give those people leverage. So, all right, so the Welsh government's like natural paralysis is like breathtaking. And then you've got all these people like, oh, well, you know, uh, what could we do, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's like, well, well, actually, like education's devolved, health is devolved, um, housing's devolved. So you could have closed schools a month ago. You could have in- introduced emergency childcare for the children of um, emergency workers. You could have... Um, issued proper like guidelines to parents about like not burdening parent like grandparents with childcare because they're vulnerable um you could have closed universities you could have you know that's devolved as well you know you could have forced them um you know all the online learning stuff this is all within their powers housing's devolved you could have done a rent freeze ban on evictions um and with the healthcare i mean like this obviously we've spoken about healthcare in the previous um previous news rounds haven't we but like and I know that Welsh government in some ways have inherited this, like, you know, um, poison ch- chalice, this impossible situation with it's like aging, sick population, like the fallout of deindustrialization. But like to be in the situation 20 years after devolution, where we spend 60 percent basically of the block run on health to have three ICU beds per 100,000 of the population represents such an unbelievable staggering failure. It's just like it's hard to know where to begin and like you look at the example of like cuba a small country which is actually socialistic you know sort of makes a mockery of this idea like oh nothing could be done um but like health is devolved you know like you could be you, you know you could build new hospitals you know and, and even, the thing is even if you don't want to go as far as imposing or um drafting new laws right quickly which clearly welsh government are not equipped to be able to do like, give out clear guidance. Yeah. It should have been guidance. Well, I, I think actually closing schools is something that could have been done pretty quickly and seamlessly. But um, it, issue proper guidance, you know, actually tell. I know a lot of cafes and pubs that are, have been open this weekend. Of you know, they have. The schools themselves, I mean, it was a case in some instances of like uh, members of staff deciding to self isolate. And then it's just like, well, the school can't run. We might as well close rather well, than, you know. A it's almost today, right? Take- Apparently, Welsh Government didn't even tell teachers. They found out on the news. One of my mates is ahead. And he was like, no, no, we weren't told. It wasn't like a heads up. Oh, by the way, schools are shutting this Friday. It was like, yeah, schools are shutting Friday on the news. And it's just like, but then you realise, like, the way Wales is works and the what Welsh Labour have done. It doesn't work. You know, a million uh, different um, local education authorities different you know health boards that don't tally up with local authorities you know so this myriad of like complicated bureaucracy they put in place each with like ceos um managing directors and all this this complicated network of things which just it's like the david graber stuff you know like the the bureaucracy late late capitalism but it's like this welsh committee sort of version of it it's like uniquely badly placed to respond to anything like this because like the Welsh, even if the Welsh government did issue clear guidelines, it would be like that would have to then filter through a million different health boards um, and local authorities who, you know, probably with no extra money or guidance given to them just wouldn't fucking work. Um, It's just, you know, less lessons are going to have to be learned, but it's going to be too late by the time, by the time government picks back up, and things start getting back to normal. I mean, I think we're looking at at least six months, if not a year. So, but the problem is, I suppose. Then, who, just, uh, no. 
COVID-20 coming in, isn't it? Well, yeah. This is exposed, as you said, Kieran, like all the issues with, with capitalism. The fact that capitalism is not about human life. You know, it's not about human life. It's about profit. You know, it, it's about profit and like the austerity has been designed you know it's not about society or community is it it's about looking after number one looking after the individual and i think at, at best the best we can hope for is that this 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 is a crisis that exposes the you know the fallacy that is that ideology and that the idea that you can live in a bubble and that you can just look after number one and that everything will be okay you know every uh, we have to understand right now that every move we make every decision we make over the next couple of weeks is going to have um a butterfly effect a knock-on impact on other people and that is something that i think just needs to be ingrained into people's mindsets from now on is that you know it, the things the actions we take do make a difference you know we're not how insulated from each other you know well it's like the idea of public health Public health, like it's public, like you know, it's it's innately social. Um, what it's done now with this massive, you know, the bailout that like Sunak has has announced, um, which by the way, people are like interpreting as like just this benevolent gesture, like oh, what a nice man. Yeah, not everyone. not to keep everything functioning, like so everything doesn't collapse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like as if this hasn't been forced on him by the trade unions negotiating, like oh yeah, by the way, like. As citizens, normal people, normal working people, we keep everything going. Yeah. Like, you know, all the people who are oh, paid... Oh, interest rates have been slashed. Thank yeah, you so we, much. I wonder yeah, why they did that. You know, <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. What, what, should, what they should show people is that, like, actually, the low-paid workers, like, keep everything going. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, like, he's... Well, he's, didn't somebody say, like, somebody put it best, like, hmm, it's almost as if um, value comes from labour. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he's, But he's put this thing out... Um, one, it should, if there's political education, if we keep hammering it, it should show people this idea that, ah, oh, you know, Corbyn, you know, he wants to, like, nationalise this, nationalise that. Where's the money going to come from? Um, there's always money. Like, this is such a fallacy. You know, it's been exposed now. It should be, it should be dead forever. Like, um, there is money because you're a government. You print money. You own, you own the banks, the magic money tree. Like, it, it just however many trillions this is going to cost, they can do it. So if you wanted to... Na so the people, like you know, liberals and centrists who are like, oh, yeah, you know, like, much as I would want change as well, there's just not the money, you've got to balance the books. And that's I just mean, in, in terms of with money as well, like, people got to realise money is just something to kind of measure transactions, isn't it? It hasn't been, like, it hasn't been tied to the gold standard since the 70s. You know, governments and banks have the ability to make their own money. It yeah. doesn't matter, like, it's not like we're getting fucking debt or anything. Or ultimately, what do you want? Like, uh, some... Like the uh, potentially get into more debt, or have a massive recession, and then like huge amounts of life lost. Oh well, you know if it's if it's the price for bets in the books. Mm. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so, so, so the bailout has like shown that the fact that you know there is always money there. So the idea that you can't afford X, Y, and Z, you have to make these tough choices, or the fact that or the or you know all the fact the myth that austerity was like inevitable because we had to like you know get rid of like national debt and all this. Um, it's not like a household budget, is it? It's not like we're choosing between putting the gas and electric on or going no, shopping. Like, no, fact, it always shows like you just like that's such, such a ridiculous analogy. But um, but so Sunak has announced this, and like it's all so the crisis has also shown that like, you know everything d is dependent on low you know low paid 
working class people basically keeping everything going like your delivery drivers your couriers uh nurses porters all these people uh, and the fact is that like most people's jobs are complete bullshit like you know the people who are like it's completely unnecessary work um i'm an advertising lawyer but as soon as soon as soon as soon i announced it like all the fucking liberals just like rolled over to have their belly tickled like immediately and we're just like wow next prime minister like next prime minister and i was like what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, li- literally, as soon as someone gets up there in a suit and, like, reads a line competently, they're just like, wow. Like, <laughs> such gravitas. Um, I mean, in terms of doing, like, y- y- you know, arguably the same Keynes, Keynes in economics that Corbyn's has been promising. I saw this guy in work. He's, he's like a shit, to be fair. But he's just like, fair play to Boris Johnson, you know. know. 80% of your age couldn't see the EU or Corbyn doing that. You couldn't see Corbyn, like, a literal socialist... Trying to like well, protect yeah, people the, doing you know, it. You, the, the liberal Cheers, Boris boy. Liberal commentators now saying like, "Oh, this is great," you know. Um, and it's just so. This, this my worry is now is that like we we, we could talk about like the, the the crisis, yeah. So like people always wonder, like we I know I do. We we get quite low on this podcast about like you know, how debilitating it is with like in the year of capitalist realism. Like you know, how on earth do you how on earth do you break the sort of neoliberal consensus and like you know Gramsci's work is amazing on this it just says like basically even the most entrenched system you could have a crisis it could be like a natural disaster a war or in this case like a a fucking global pandemic which just absolutely exposes like the ruling class as being like this narrow group of like it just pulls back the curtain massively and it just punctures, it explodes like the consensus. Um, and this is when, you know, it's like using Gramsci's metaphors about like the, you know, the state being like a fort with like loads of different outer defenses and stuff. He's like, well, you know, you have to, like, there's no guarantee of the outcome of a crisis, none at all. You know, you have to like work to actually like show people like uh, and, and build socialist ideas. So people should be saying now, like, well, all this is what Jeremy Corbyn was arguing for, for example, bare minimum. Um, but that was like poo-pooed. Um, it would but, have been interesting, I think, if, if either this... Now. Well, either if he's in charge now or if the virus happened before the election well, and potentially well, well, Boris Johnson to be like ineffective and most of the Tory base dying. Well, as, you know, as most people have, people have rightly pointed out, if Corbyn was in charge now and he, and he argued for these measures... The same liberal commentators who are like bumming yeah. snack would be saying like calling for a military coup, basically like, oh, this is like madness, blah blah. He's out of his depth. Um, but the worry now is like, so you know, rather than exploiting, I mean, I hate, I don't use like use the term exploiting the crisis, but like should be able to show people now, like, look, 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 like this, these people are evil. You know, they don't care about you. You know, you need to like wake up and start overthrow them, essentially. If you don't capitalize on these, these, the, when the system is sort of like fractured, then the system just heals itself. And like already, yeah. you can see like people who are desperate, like and, and unhappy already, saying like, "Oh, fair play to Boris Johnson." Um, you know, the press are already swinging back behind him. You know, and well, this, and, this and is the, what I was saying. When in terms of you'll just be seen as like a wartime prime minister and like yeah. largely been ineffective. That's why I like you know, it's just how it's all spun, isn't it? And it's and it's and it's showing like the role of the press really like the media are just like just the worst 
like the absolute worst like in the world like just immediately just swinging behind bars swinging behind the chance to say how amazing this is um and like you know the unions have like okay the unions have won these concessions like okay but like almost guaranteed that like tuc like francis barber have have come to a deal about pro- they've probably included like a no strike deal um so it's like we'll keep the country running uh, if you make these concessions to us but in return we won't like go on strike um what's um yeah that's it what's scary about it as well talking about the role of the media is that if it wasn't for the, the technology of the internet and our ability to be able to communicate um what's happening outside of the borders you know it would be yeah. i can't imagine how much worse it would be um there would be absolutely no pressure on government on the british government to act the british state to act and so yeah it's, i just thought it was worth saying that no it's true it's I, true you're talking about opportunities in terms of um you know making substantive changes to the state but yeah, it, I hope that it's an opportunity to change the way, change people's mindsets as well, you know, um, and to force people to rethink the the way that we live our lives and the habits that we've kind of developed and how um, not only wasteful and individualistic and consumerist they are, um, but how like I, I, you know it kind of put, it brings into perspective what what is actually important and what is important and, and the, is, is like looking after each other because. <laughs> It's, we're going through probably the most stressful, um, angst-ridden era um, in living memory. In me, you know, in more than a single generation, you know, um, and so hopefully it's an opportunity for, for people to start like actually looking out for one another. And I, think, I think as well, like as you're saying, almost the consequences of people's behaviour. And you know what what happens now? Like let's say if Britain does go to lockdown for God knows how long. And then people's like, I guess, relationship with work. I mean, if you go on a home, if you're at home and you just be like, well, I'm just going to nail all my work like in four hours and just do like whatever I want for the rest of the day, yeah. just sit on my toilet paper throne, like you know, that's that's going to have you know, yeah, a kind of cultural like, um, you know, echo of like how how we we approach things like work, yeah. how we approach things like consumerism. Yeah, we should. I mean, get David Frayne on to talk about this, shouldn't we? You know. Yes, we should. David Frayne, who've been yeah. waiting for for ages. It, show, it shows how much work isn't socially useful and is completely fucking pointless. And yeah, like, and obviously, it should. Folk, I mean, I, you know, it should hopefully make people realise actually the things that are important, are like family, friendship, you know, and wanting to spend time with your loved ones, and then and, you can't. And holding hand sanitizer. Um, but then, I mean, I've got to be honest. Like a lot of it has been particularly depressing for me because i think well are the left for example gonna are we gonna use this opportunity or not that it sounds like cynical to use like that but are you are we gonna now finally show people you know this you know it has to change like you know these people aren't on your side you know this is what you know and and also to look around the world to like well actually like a socialist government that prioritizes like human life over profit would be a better place to respond to it yada 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 and like the things that sort of for me would seem to go against to you know to stop that will we'll stop that happening are one as you said the media like until you change the media like nothing's going to happen the other one is like is just like the selfishness and like obviously that's best demonstrated by people panic buying and things like that and i know i know that like 
under conditions of capitalist realism, where people have been conditioned to consume, to be solipsistic, to be individualistic. That's how people are going to act. And I know that's not human nature. It's just because people live in society and like society is molded people to act like that. But well, with um, the panic buying, it's not like the, there's at the moment um, any threat to supply lines, is there? It's, it's literally you've just created a vacuum. And like, I guess maybe to go off track a bit, like the role of social media, just being like, oh, look at that idiot, like, like stockpiling toilet paper and hand sanitizer. And then it just gets out of hand. Yeah, you know? but, 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 but like, but, but the other most upsetting thing, I think, which apart from the panic buying and probably maybe more more upsetting is when the fucking chancellor comes out with this thing the other day people are just like oh it's fine then like i'm because the attitude is literally oh thank god i'm sorted i'm fine yeah and i'm like what like like people are like fair play to him oh he sorted us out and i was like well what what do you mean like like and, and then it turns out all this fucking angst that most I thought everyone was, was having about their fucking families dying, about their families working on the front line, getting sick, or like NHS workers being like ground into dust, like trying to fight this crisis, about, you know, the people I work with, the lads I work with, the homeless people getting like killed. No, it turns out that people are just like, oh, I'm, I've I'm, got right, yeah. I'm fine. I'm sorted. Oh, I can pay my mortgage. And it's like that, that for me has been the most completely jarring thing to see people like in Welsh, Welsh, you know, even like I know they're centrist, and I know that I've got any, I haven't got anything in common with them. But like to see just how fucking out of touch like the Welsh political class are with like actual working class people and people's lives, and how they clearly don't know anyone who works in the NHS, anyone who works in frontline services, anyone who isn't anyone who's renting, anyone who is not working. It's just like what's going to happen to you know people on universal credit. Nothing's. It's it's complete divide and rule, you know. They've like helped out the working population, like oh you can stay at home and basically you fuck all with your stupid advertising job. Congratulations, you know what I mean. But then, yeah, the rest of us have still got to go to work with no personal protective equipment for yeah. shit wages. Do you know what I mean? And what about us? And people are like, oh I don't care now. That has been the most single most um, upsetting thing for me because you know the trade union movement used to have a slogan: injury to one is an injury to all. But now, basically, it's just like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. That's all I'm, I'm sorry. Fine. That's all that matters. Bye. So um, we're, you know, we're at such an early stage in the whole in the whole crisis that I do I do really think that the ideas are going to start changing pretty quickly. I mean, look look at how quickly things have changed in the last two weeks and the and the and the the ways that people are st- already starting to talk differently about about work and 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 about their priorities. And I hopefully. Um, you know, if we just keep communicating with each other, then 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 that will move in the right direction. Well, it's about political education. It's about showing. Like, for, I mean, people don't. You know, I know we say like all toys are evil. I mean, that's I mean, yeah. that's obviously not the case. You have people who it's are just, liberals as well. Yeah, lib- well, <laughs> liberals are worse. Um, but it's like you know, you speak to working class conservatives, and they don't make the link. People don't make the link between like politics and material reality it's just like the two are completely disconnected so they like, say you know wales right so we were looking on stats wales earlier doing a bit of research here yeah? wales has lost nine thousand hospital beds since 1990 nine fucking thousand yeah according to stats wales so these people aren't making they people don't make the connection between politics and you know material realities and, and deprivation and stuff it's just like oh 
These just things that just happen. Yeah. Um, and yeah. this is why, Kieran, people are like, oh, don't politicise it. And it's like, well, actually, like the running down of the NHS, it's, I mean, yeah. it's completely deliberate. And, and, and like, what's going to happen as well? Like, I honestly think people are going to look at like the private, if they get the private sector to step in to the NHS now, the disaster capitalists in like the Tory cabinet are going to be like, oh, see, this can work. Like the private yeah. sector can help out and augment the NHS. And, and it's just going to stay there. Like, it'll just be like, this is a healthcare system now. It'll be like, the private private will be like integrated into it. Um, and yeah, optimism just, of the way, Dan. Yeah, I know, I know. But like, you know, it's, it's, it's when you see people swing back behind, like Boris Johnson, the media swing back behind him. Um, it's trying to show people that like, you know, to try to, you know, like, yeah. but also as well, like people saying that like, the state doing stuff is like socialism like oh sunak is a socialist and i'm like what yeah, like that, that would be like, socialist that well that would make like the police or the army socialist you know what i mean because it's like state funded it's like you know yeah. socialism is about the working class controlling it's a working class controlled society that's what dictatorship the proletariat means not capitalism going for his own good you know by bailing out you know by bailing it out essentially this is what it yeah, is yeah yeah that's the thing, isn't it? Capitalism can only reproduce itself by being bailed out by the state. And this is what the state is for, as you said before, is basically to implement capitalism. Yeah. We said earlier, you know, Boris Johnson isn't paying 80% of people's wages because he's your fucking mate. It's I just know. like, well, everything's going to crash otherwise, and there'll be a massive recession. I do think as well, I mean, I know we've disagreed about this, but like, what, like, what it should show people, okay, obviously that most people's jobs are pointless, but it should hopefully show people who are in frontline professions, uh, you know, people who aren't paid much, that there is a basic inverse relationship between yeah. like your social utility and value and like your yeah. pay. Yeah. And it should show people like the power you have like yeah. as workers, the fact that like, it's just like that, you know, the IWW graphic, you know, at the bottom and it's like, yeah. you know, mm. we, we, you know we, yeah, we feed all, we provide for all, we keep a system we you know we keep society going yeah. um and if people don't if unions don't make the most of this now and show people like hey like you're the most important person here you've got the power um to actually make a difference because like if you don't go to work society fucking shuts down so yeah, like they, yeah so i yeah hopefully this will sh- this will empower people and show that they have massive leverage <laughs> right now um but i but i think like i know we're in the foothills of the crisis but i think that it's going to take like walkouts by doctors like staggered walkouts by doctors and nurses who are being overwhelmed to say and i know that will go against all their instincts because they're in a difficult profession because and so you'd have to somehow think of a way of doing it which like didn't you know negatively affect uh, people but like at some stage you have to say like you have to threaten the government and say like we're not well, doing I think, this like, I think without PPE. If, if, if strikes aren't the answer there, you're gonna pretty soon you're gonna get a lot of health healthcare workers off sick. Exactly. Being angry about the fact that they're off sick because there wasn't the right PPE, and you know a lot of those people. I hope a lot of those people are gonna uh, uh, be outspoken about about the limitations and the failings of the way that the NHS has been supported. But I mean, it's but it's about. I mean, it's also for me. Like, I mean, I've always said it, and you know, I am a shop steward, and I shouldn't be saying this, but like, it's about the massive limitations, the weakness of the British trade union movement, and like the nature of unions is just like it's so bureaucratic and unresponsive. It's like, you know, I was in work this morning, no personal protective equipment. You have to bring my own. Um, you know, 
we're still on ship money. Like, you've got an army of, like, relief workers who are just being shat on. And, like, if we didn't turn up to work or if we did, a, like, a, if we went on strike, you know, the the homelessness, like, ecosystem in South Wales would would grind to a halt. But you want to, you have to tell people, like, listen, this isn't good enough. And and what, what happens, what do the unions say? Like, oh, you know, yeah, thanks for your concerns. Like, we'll pass them on um, and then we'll have a chat with um you know the region and then we'll have a chat with uh you know national and then um you know we'll talk to the welsh government about it and it's like well yeah mate but like i pay my subs as a fucking union member and in the meantime what are we meant to do and it's so it's fundamentally disempowering as well like it's really di- it's, it's like it's basically get back in your box like let like let us go and try to negotiate for like better conditions on your behalf at some like vague stage in the future um and like, there's a reason that anarchism is so appealing, the concept of direct action, because I honestly think that people are going to have to start like, like, you know, wildcat, like wildcat strikes and walkouts, because I can't, I can't see, otherwise people are just going to, as you said, Kieran, they're not going to learn from it. They're just going to get, people are just going to get ground down into dust. Um, and because there's going to be so many unemployed people now, companies are just going to be able to like throw an army of unemployed workers. I mean, already people are like, all these like influencers, like guys, like great news. I just got a job in Tesco stacking shelves. Like you can do it as well. Um, and it's almost been spun as like, wow, like I'm so grateful for these massive supermarkets that are like taking people on within the hour rather than like Tesco and that like, woohoo, like massive like profits during a time of crisis. We've got an army of people who are fucking desperate to pay their rent. No, I know. Well, that that's one of the things that worries me most is that, basically anything anything beneath the biggest corporations uh, are going to fail and die and look at look at who's going to benefit from this the mass the, the biggest supermarkets um bezo corp and yeah. and um exactly well, and that's, that's about it can i say i will it, it depends honestly in terms of how many people do die because after um the black death and the plague so many people died that the ones who did survive had a massive wage increase because there was no one else left to do the jobs. So I guess it's almost like the, the balancing act of like, oh, well, you know, if the deaths are low, people are going to get fucked over. But then it's almost like a lose-lose, isn't it? I don't think that would be my strategy as a trade union. <laughs> um, um. But, um, but like, I, I think there's a massive sense of complacency on the left. Everyone's like, everything's changed. You know, the government are socialists, you know, like, um, but like, Basically, what's happened, what could easily happen, like just like any crisis of capitalism, if the left don't seize the initiative and show people, then you're just going to have a bunch of disaster capitalists privatizing the NHS. As you said, Kieran, there'll just be massive corporations left. Um, you know, your Ubers, Deliveroo's, like, and rather than people being seen as like, wow, they should nationalize these things, it'll just be like Amazon left and all these other massive things with like an army of unemployed people. Um, so, yeah, unless we. Yeah, we're, we, we're at a juncture, aren't we? Of course we are. Socialism or barbarism. And, like, you know, and the barbarians are fucking running the place because they've literally said, like, we, we want vulnerable people to get culled, essentially. Um, I, I will say as well, as someone who's um, lost both, uh, uh, well, both grandparents and my dad, the hardest thing about losing a loved one is just, like, kind of working out when it's appropriate to start wanking again. <laughs> Well, you've done one too in this podcast. I was just, yeah. I mean, just in terms of like, you know, that's that's the hardest thing to kind of get back to normal. 
<laughs> I think, um, uh, yeah, seriously, um, as much as I agree with that sentiment, um, <laughs> it is like it's an, an immensely stressful time. Like, you know, I said earlier, like at the moment, everyone thinks they're an expert, right? And I think there's going to have to come a point where everyone steps back a bit and just takes stock on, of just how awful and stressful a situation this is and how much of a crisis it really is. I, d I really don't think, given the way that people are behaving this weekend um, and still going out and still treating it like a bank holiday, the reality of what's going to hit this has not hit yet. Um, and I think what's going to come over the next few months is going to be immensely stressful. I mean, I, know, I already know I'm feel fucking stressed and anxious most of my friends are feeling the same i talk to people and like things just feel tense i don't know if i'm on my own in thinking that but things feel very tense and there's massive uncertainty in the air and i think um basically everyone should just subscribe to desolation radio so that we can carry on uh, mm. uh putting out the episodes on a daily basis i was um yeah, well, obviously, as you know, I've I like completely lost it in the run up to the rug, like the rugby thing. That was what tipped me over the edge, and I was like, desperate to go, were you? I can't, I can't believe this is happening. Um, but now I sort of feel galvanised because I realise that you know we're at, you know, I think a turning point, like or as you said, a cro like we're literally at a societal crossroads, and we've like the only opportunity, the only thing we can do now is to the left is just to like to just keep fight, like relentlessly fight, like on the ground like create our own like you know political education and media and try to show people that like um you know things don't have to be like this and yeah. if we can't do it now then we're never going to be able to do it so um yeah i feel kind of like yeah it's going to be a long 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 struggle but we've got to do it we've also got to be aware as well like you know behind the scenes the government have just like brought in like massively authoritarian measures like which is like yeah. as they always will you know they'll use the use crises to do things like this so people have to be like smart do you know what i mean yeah. like I it's, not, it's not doctrine capitalism isn't it and and that's the danger right now is that anything can happen yeah like get on i mean did you hear about those fucking american senators that were like they were in the room when they were like oh yeah coronavirus is gonna hit and all they did was like dump their stock um yeah it's just like you know and they're already people talking about um you know making money off it and I'm sure people are already making money off it, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Them all on eBay for three quid. Right. Shout out. Thank you for listening. Um, the main thing well, we just wanted people to. Well, first thing is just like in the absence of any guidance from the Welsh government, it's just like please take this seriously. Like please practice responsible social distancing. Um, you know, wear gloves. Like wash your hands. Um, don't go and see like elderly relatives. You know, um, don't go to the pub. Don't, you know, breathe on each other, you know, try to stay stay away from each other, like stay indoors if you can. Um, because well, it's, just, it's just little things like I was thinking about it earlier. The more people that are out and about, the more likely it is that, you know, OK, a car accident. That's an extra strain on on exactly. any admission, isn't it? And an exactly. extra, extra strain on all those doctors that have been redeployed to go and work in ICU units, yeah, you know, exactly. and on the front line. So it's just minimising like risk isn't it and, and just being outside and putting yourself in harm's way just be yeah. sensible isn't it just be yeah, sensible but, but, as possible but, but like you know I mean I like it because I I actually love mopping and cleanliness and stuff so I just like bleached bleach the house and stuff but like you know no, wash your hands you can't see it but uh, Dan, Dan's living like Howard Hughes at the moment he's got a massive beard <laughs> in like a really sterile room but like but <laughs> you know, like 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 
but also just be, be smart about you know you see people you know throughout in public i i know it sounds ridiculous but like you know wear 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 like powder gloves if you go on public transport or whatever and like wipe down your car doors and like you know use your sleeve to uh to open open doors and like if you're touching anything public just be aware, like take hand sanitizer with you um but also like a good tip is like use your weaker hand if you're out and about like use your weaker hand to touch anything it feels like a stranger's doing it then because yeah but uh <laughs> use your weaker hand to touch things because you're less likely to use that hand then to touch your face um but the best advice is ever to follow what Kieran and Nathan have been doing for the last 20 years is just don't go out mm. don't go out don't socialize I've been preparing uh, for this don't have sex uh don't speak to women um just sit in a dark room and master, well, master I, play video I've games. the last few days burning all the records of my um my chimp experiments just in case uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing the back carcasses out. <laughs> Dangerously close to my house. Yeah. Um, no, but shout outs as ever to um, obviously the NHS workers, like yeah, you know, heroes. Keep it going. Um, you know, people you don't have to shout out to is the police, the military. Go fuck yourselves. Um, uh, but also like Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen has helped like boost this. Uh, a camp, a great campaign, which is trying to put pressure on the Welsh government to, um, you know, protect the NHS workers. So thanks to Michael for stepping up again, like a national hero. I think I'd, I'd actually, you know, much rather that Michael Sheen was in was in charge of Wales at the moment. Well, uh, now that we are in charge, we can be a vice, maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, the um, oh yeah, that's right. So the uh, we put together, didn't we? The national people have been talking about a national government um, of all the talents. Um, and so far, we've got like the Minister for Defence would be Andrew Biggie Morris, um, Minister for Information would be Derek the Weatherman, uh, Minister of Interior, so like running the secret police and the intelligence services would be Nigel Owens, uh, <laughs> Minister of the Economy, H from Steps, Minister for Education, uh, Pancho from Dirty Sanchez, um, and Minister for Culture, we had Bootlegger. Um, but uh, yeah, Sheen would just be the president, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, she'd be the king. Well, Sheen would be vice VP. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And sh- yeah, sh- just shout. Well, shout out to everyone who's working. Beefs. Well, beef's the fucking Mark Drakeford and Vaughn Gethin. Just like do your fucking jobs. Um, beef is the stand. Yeah, true. Uh, my shout outs are going to be to the positive and viral impact this is all going to have with people not driving anywhere. Also, another positive: Queen might die. That'd be fucking mad, wouldn't it? So Boris Johnson would be the person who. Um, essentially killed the queen and uh if anyone's on reddit the um the thread gone wild scrubs is having a lot of uh, submissions at the moment so that's oh really yeah Yeah. so shout shout out to um i mean some of the biggest heroes at the moment are uh, like brave cam girls and OnlyFans uh, models who are keeping us going doing this uh uh testing time supplying us with nudes um i'd also say a big shout out to my sister who's in her third trimester and has been self-isolating for a week so so yeah, scary time for her to have a baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, shout out to my friend Michael, who's got a young child that he's he's lived through. He's he lives in China, so he's lived through like the start of all of it, and uh, he seems quite relaxed. He was all relaxed about it, and he just had loads of KFC. Um, and also, again, you know, much safer than we are right now. So yeah, I might beef. My beef this week is with Jesus for letting this happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair one. My shout-outs are any healthcare workers, frontline workers, thank you, and stay strong over the next few months. Um, beef, definitely the stereophonics. 
I don't think oh, there's I, I don't think there's a better symbol of uh, Welsh negligence and stupidity than five thousand people singing along to a thousand trees in uh, Cardiff Motorpoint Arena on the, at the outbreak of a, a global pandemic. Maybe they delete it. It only takes one gig to infect a thousand people. They deleted all the tweets, like Cardiff in fine voice and all that. They deleted it, like just like didn't happen. Whitewashing. Um, Never forget. <laughs> no, no. Like, um, and obviously all the hilarious jokes, like, um, I can't believe the stereophonics are playing in Cardiff. And then someone says, like, yeah, it's really responsible with like the coronavirus. And people are like, what coronavirus? <laughs> Um, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut, that, cut that out. Um, <laughs> um, close with a quote by Che Guevara, which is just important, I think. And it just says, you know, the life of a single human being is worth more than all the money in, on the earth. And it's just like a fundamental truism that we don't like focus on enough, you know. Um, and the language that's been used about like, oh, they were all in like the vulnerable, you know, the people who died all had underlying health issues or they were all in like the target, like vulnerable age group is like so dehumanizing. Um, it's like a fucking human being, you know, someone's relative, you know, um, and like the BBC writing an article which basically said like, were, were they going to die anyway? It's just like so beyond well, the pain. I know, if you look at the way, like every death that's been reported so far has been, uh, underlying health issues and like, like the, everyone but also, but also like bbc fucking wales right i checked today bbc scotland and bbc uh, northern ireland doesn't have like a death counter like bbc wales does so like have a fucking word with yourself do you know what i mean I, and like public, I, public, public health wales has like a death counter as well it's like count the cases by your area and it's like that's not really the folk what the focus should be the focus should be on informing people on how to take you know necessary precautions and be responsible not like some fucking sensationalized bullshit about like oh see how many people have died look who's died in Virginia. i can't wait for wales wales online to be like guess how many coronavirus deaths have been welsh yeah yeah it's like it's, yeah the top 10 oh, welsh coronavirus big, uh, big um big shout out as well to nation camry are currently trying to raise money for a cure <laughs> no shout out to everyone um Look after yourselves, look after your relatives, ring your grandparents, say hello, um, tell them you love them and appreciate them. Um, if they're dead already, get out the Ouija board. <laughs> and we'll chat to you guys. We'll bring you regular updates throughout this crisis and we'll get through it together. Bye-bye. Yeah. Subscribe on the other side. Bye. Peace. Bye. Kisses. Bye. give me that megaphone here. It's not just a megaphone, Dad. It's a Ratmaster 2000. Never mind the commercials, just give it to me. I've got to whip this neighborhood into shape. Move along there. It's Hammer! Return to your homes as please.